Hello and welcome to episode one of season four of The Three Amigos. I'm your host, Don, and I'm joined as always by my amigo Mars and my amiga Kylie. Kylie and Marzi, we're back, baby. Good to be back after a oh, yeah. long summer break. Yeah, a bit of a summer break. So, uh, so far this off season, we focused on our Getting to Know You episodes, where we whipped around the globe on our mission to get to know members of the FPL community. We started off in England with the nicest guy in FBL, Morpheus Fire, before heading off to Saudi Arabia to get to know Saudi 49er, a.k.a. the owner of Sheffield United, a.k.a. Prince Abdullah bin Masad, before heading to beautiful Sweden to talk to FBL Swee about what makes him tick. We strongly recommend you give those episodes a listen if you haven't already. In this season, primer episodes, we want to give our takes on the dilemmas facing managers heading into the new season with a particular focus on the newer managers of the game. So you old heads who've been listening to us for years, bear with us on that one. Uh, this year, we or this week, we want to be talking about this season's game, so our thoughts on some of the value candidates who may outperform their price tags and also the teams for whom the fixture gods have been kind in the opening game weeks. But first, we break for a Marzi rant an epic Marzi rant to kickstart the new season. Oh, where do I start, Don? Seriously. I mean, is it that um, you can only talk FPL because you're an FPL account bollocks? Or is it the fact that people are attacking each other and, um, you know, you can only talk about things if you have a good OR or let's talk about the people who want to charge for content. Let's Look, I've always said the same thing about this, right? I don't care if anybody wants to charge 50 quid for their content. If people want to pay, it's up to them. I have never and will never pay because I see this as a game, as a hobby, and I don't want... The only thing that I paid for was a, a Ben Crennan um, uh, thingy sheet, and that's all. But I have no issue with people. I, I actually have more <laughs> issue... A Ben Crennan thingy, thingy, thingy sheet. Thingy <laughs> sheet. I have more issue... I, I kid you not, I have more issue with people... Call, what is it to do with you? If somebody wants to pay for somebody's work, it's absolutely got nothing with any of us. You're not paying. No one asked you to pay. No one forced you to pay. Now, of course, when somebody, you know, when there's hypocrisy, when there's people uh, taking other people's work, plagiarism, etc., of course, we don't stand for that. But, you know, complaining that somebody wants to charge, what's well, up to them? Good luck to them. If somebody wants to pay 12 quid for somebody to give them a shout, here, come pay me 12 quid and I'll give you a shout on the amigos every bloody episode <laughs> it's, up, it's up to them right like seriously it does my head in as much as as much as when this time people come around and go do you think this person is essential yes mate why he's in my team do you think this person is essential no why because he's not in my team and i want to make sure that i think and make others think like me i mean come on got a lot oh. of rage building up there i was going to say <laughs> i think i think um, and I've been trying to take a little bit of a break here and there um, from Twitter, FBL Twitter. And every time I've uh, taken a break of maybe eight hours, like I'm not even talking about like a week, eight hours, I come back and there's some new beef in the community. Oh, there's beef. I'm like, beef everywhere. It's burnt People beef, medium much. beef. Well done, we need me. the game to to actually start. Yes, and, and then the meltdowns will start, Kylie, and then people will start. Oh yeah, Captain Hansa. Yeah, I told you to get this person because his XG was this much. Oh, so there's no escaping. Yeah. It's hilarious. Back. Don't give it. I've gone down the rabbit hole right now. Like I love this it. is getting particular depths every day. There's some new saga, and yeah. I'm like, what has happened now? But if you, if you do take it with a pinch of thought, yeah, you just have a bit of a laugh at it, though, at this point. And I do Absolutely. I do sometimes feel like defending someone if I think that, Jesus, there's a pile-on going on here. Yeah. But but yeah. most Absolutely. often, it's just laugh at it. So uh, let's let's kick on with our actual FBL chat here, okay? So uh, we're going to start off by looking at the standout players at each position based on value. Uh, first, I want us to look at some of them. So it's either standout for either good or bad value at each position based on the price point they've been given by the the league admins so um come to you first kylie and we're going to start on the goalkeepers is there any kind of underpriced keeper that's caught your eye in particular so i think that uh mccarthy represents reasonable value here um at 4.5 just because we know that the, the keepers you know sometimes it's debatable whether you're, you're going to get any 
genuine value out of going any higher. The ceiling is relatively low. Um, but given the fact that he had, um, I think it was only 30 points less than, than Ryan last season, despite playing um, only 28 games, and um, the fact that Southampton did become more resolute in defence uh, after that diabolical uh, game against Leicester. So with a few good fixtures to start, I think that he could be a decent option. Um, I'd say the one that I kind of jumps out to me as as a no-go is the likes of Allison. Just again, I usually wouldn't go for the premium uh, premium keeper just simply because they don't get enough saves because they've got a better defence in front of them. So it's a standard six-pointer uh, or bust really for them. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Marzi, how about yourself? Are you pretty much on the same kind of um, thinking as Kylie for the keepers? Yeah, I think uh, you know what. Like, um, yes, I, uh, yes, I am. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't go for a premium just because I think it's a wasted spot with so much for attack for Liverpool and City. Um, I think um, some of these guys have been a bit overpriced. Like for me, Fabianski, Pickford, and Ramsdale. I'm so, I know Sheffield United were brilliant, but Dean Henderson was a lot of the reason that they were brilliant. And and I, and I think they, I need to see how Ramsdale does uh, before I go and spend five on him. You know, so for me, uh, Lloris was a bit too much as well for 5.5, or even though Spurs had some good uh, clean sheets. So um, th- those are the guys for me that I, when I looked at it, I was like, okay, you're a bit, you're a 0.5 too much. Yeah. And uh, funny enough, I think the Spurs love, I think there's an awful lot of love on Twitter for um, for the Spurs keeper. Lara's talking about him as being potentially the highest scoring keeper and also even any Spurs defender. I'm not really, now I know they were better in the last part of the season under Mourinho, but uh, I'm not really totally enamoured with them. Um, but Marzi, what about defenders? Any any defenders kind of stand now for you in terms of good value price tag? Yeah, absolutely. The best defender in the game, in the world, at 7.5. Thank you. Thank you very much. I thought you'd be at least a million more. <laughs> so for me, Trent is absolute. You know, there's people discussing, is he worth is it? I'm sorry if he's, fit, he's in my team and he's going absolutely nowhere. Uh, I don't think, look, personally... I don't. I think you know we talked about this offline. I think the no crowd does not help Liverpool. I think. Uh, I think um, overall our defence may, may might not be as strong. But to be honest, we will still keep clean sheets, and Trent will always deliver, whether it's goals, assists. Absolutely worth it. <clears throat> now, for the ones that I think are overpriced, I touched on it. I need to see how Sheffield United do. Second season is always more difficult. Listen, we loved them last season. And there were some absolute values there with Lundstrom and Egan and these guys. But they've all suddenly shot up in price. Now, if Henderson stayed there, I would have got it. But the fact that they've got a Bournemouth keeper, no disrespect, there we go, first time in, first season. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, Ramsdale is okay. But, I mean, come on, you saw Bournemouth, right? And I blame the whole back line. So, let's see. Wait and see for Sheffield guys for me. Mm. And the like the goalkeeper does he is key in kind of tying the defence together. I mean the the communication between him and the centre defenders isn't Absolutely. something to be underestimated. And Henderson was with them for a while if I understand. Like he played with mm. so he they he, were loaning him he came up season with them, yeah. after season. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So let's see. Uh, look, Ramsdale is a good young keeper. But let's see how that works with Sheffield United with the second season syndrome mm. and all of that. Yeah. They he, could be good value still at five. Exactly. Um, how about yourself, Kay? Any um, any other names you want to throw in the pot for the value or the um, overpriced options? I I think it's hilarious that people are debating the merits of keeping that of of Trent as an auto select at seven point five. As you said, Mars, like we're all we're all delighted at seven point five when that came out. It makes it an easy choice, so it's a bit of an odd one. Um, I think at the start of the season. Potentially uh, Venegro, but th- there's a big caveat to that. Was obviously uh, contingent upon the buying um, that goes on at, at Wolves at the moment. Um, he's assumed to be starting in place of Johnny, given that that injury. Um, we also know, obviously, Doherty has gone to Spurs, uh, so there's some shuffling around to happen there. But um, once Bolly's in place, he seems to be the big thing. Um, and if they can settle themselves and they've obviously got no European football, then um, he could be, for a period of time, um, he could be a good value option uh, early doors. I think another in similar kind of vein to... Um, 
price-wise uh, to the Sheffield guys is uh, Tarkowski at uh, Burnley. It just he 5.5 is just ludicrous to me. He got two goals last year, like big whoop. You know, they have 4.5 defenders. Yes, there's some, you know, we have to clarify who's going to be the one. Taylor looks to be the one at the moment. But, I mean, you, you know, at least with Pope, and people were a bit shocked by his price increase, but Pope has consistently delivered. He's made a lot of saves. He gets loads of bonus, all of this sort of stuff. So, you know, there is actually more upside on Pope than there is on Tarkowski. Like he, he him at five point five just baffles me. Just just a quick one on Wolves. Uh, just to watch out, uh, Bear Young right back four million with Doherty gone, and they don't seem to be in. I don't hear much about them buying. I know there was a left back Gulam in uh, being discussed, but that seems to not go, be going anywhere. If he starts some friendlies right at the beginning, could be another cheap option. Just at the beginning, now, obviously, the caveat with that, and I know I always say to Tom from who got that, says don't use a caveat, but this is different. Um, with so many defenders missing, changing, obviously could affect the defence overall. They still have their centre-backs, Bowley, uh, Cody, uh, Sice, and also the keeper. So I don't expect the wing-backs to, you know, people say Doherty does more attacking than defence, and it's absolutely true, he does. But, you know, sometimes when you reshuffle too much at the back, could could cause some issues. But I think Burr, if he starts playing, just w- watch out for him. Yeah, I think when you're talking to Tom, though, it's mainly it's it's a cravat you're talking about, not a caveat really with him, because I know he does like to wear a cravat. <laughs> uh, the, move on to the midfielders, Kay, and um, give me your value and kind of maybe a couple of overpriced ones if you have them. Yeah, okay. There's uh, one that jumped out because I'm, I'm looking beyond the obvious um, premium ones being what they are, although I will say I do think 11.5 is quite nice for, for KDB. Um, I think he, I think it's the first time, uh, oh, certainly in a good long while, that the previous season's highest scorer was not the highest priced um, player in the game. So that's interesting. Um but beyond him, I think Pulisic is, uh, came in at a really nice price at 8.5. Uh, shame it wasn't the eight that was yeah. originally published <laughs> on Twitter. Um, and I suppose we'll never know whether it was a genuine, um, you know, misprint or whether they actually reacted to the uh, response to the price reveal. But in any case, I think, look, there, there's obviously um, ongoing injuries uh, with him that are quite frustrating but he is a, a really exciting option to have. And I think if you look at him as a player to have in pockets and as opposed to, you know, a season keeper, because I'm not convinced he'll stay fit for a season, but certainly for periods of time, I think he could prove great value. And unlike some of the other Chelsea assets who do look all shiny and exciting, um, we know that Pulisic actually can can play effectively in return in the Premier League. So I quite like him. Um, there are a host of ludicrous ones. I mean, I still think Pepe is is ludicrous. I know he had a massive price decrease, but even at eight million, I'm like, he just doesn't do enough. Um, Ozil, that he's even still in the game, is uh, <laughs> so him having a price in him having a price in general is overpriced for you. I feel I should be paid to have him in my team <laughs> rather than the other way around. So he is robbing a wage. Um, from any fantasy manager that would somehow uh, contrive to find him in their team. Uh, <laughs> they, they would be a few of the standouts, there, yeah, for sure. Excellent stuff. Um, Marzi, any other names you want to add in there or we move on to our forwards? I think uh, I think Foden and Greenwood are ridiculous prices yeah. if they get the time. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if they don't sign Sancho and Greenwood gets the same game time, because let's be honest, James and the other rubbish they have, Pereira or whatever on the right, is ridiculous. And the fact that he's, you know, I love the guy, and two-footed, and now classified as a midfielder, um, definitely have a a place, I have a place for him ready if they don't sign Sancho to come in game week two or three or whatever. Let's see. Um, and for them the same. Let's see if he gets that. If he gets that, well, the problem is obviously they still got so many midfielders. You never know what Pep does. But at six point five, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it should Every be. Uh... I'll tell you the, the one that I don't get. Is, I was just looking, and Barnes scored l- less than Mount Lundstrom, 
Grealish, all of these guys, and he's the same price. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? I guess why? Like the points per minute or something kind of thing. And because, um, yeah, latter part of the season, it, he has not played enough. Uh, he no. hasn't played anywhere near the minutes that those kind of players have. Um, and, you know, it, yes, okay, he was kind of latter part of the season when he came to prominence and, and had, you know, maybe two particularly excellent matches where he scored high points, but um, not enough to, to be at the seven. I find, I no, that's, that's yeah, it's, it's, again, it's that you, you think 0.5 too much. Um for me, but yeah, that's that's all. That's all for for the good stuff. Um, forwards, what about them, Mersey? Um, there's a good lot of price that I like. There's a good lot. Oh, six six gosh, mil six mil forwards are pretty much the flavor of the community, aren't they? Are they? Mm. Um, yeah, maybe. There's yeah. there's there's, wo there's, there's Woods, there's Mitrovic, <laughs> there's Che Adams. Yeah, Woods is six point five, right? Oh, 6.5. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you know, all these. If you group, I think the forwards have been beautifully priced for somebody who loves forwards i think you can have you can easily have three playing uh forward that are talismanic of their team and probably get you double digit goals um i know mitrovic is not the flavor for everybody but you know did you know that he only was sent off twice in his whole time at fulham i think i thought it would be a lot more uh only eight yellow cards last <laughs> Only eight yellow cards last season. He just has season. an aura of menace about him. That's yeah, all. but I, I need the nasty guy next to the nice boys, Salahs with his new haircut, KDB with the baby face assassin. <laughs> I need that. You know, so yeah, for me, I'll tell you where I don't, what I don't like. Uh, and and it's, it, it, I feel it's, it's a trap. All the 4.5s, unless Booster moves. I just feel that I would rather spend more money, start, up to, start heavy up top, See what's happening. See if I need more money somewhere else in midfield, and then drop down and play a uh, three-five-two or four-four-two. So start with a three up top because Wickham is not going to play. Davis, I've heard that he could be moving. Well, he won't play. Or oh, if he does, okay. And then there's Brewster. If he stays at Liverpool, I can't see him getting more than cameos. But if he moves, he's nailed in my team. If he moves, if he moves, but. Uh, okay, if he moves to Sheffield United, no, he's not going into my team. If he moves to a team where he, I real? think he will be playing. To Sheffield United, no, yeah. he, they have four other yeah, strikers. But this is fast. Are they yeah, but are they fair. really strikers, Mersey? Okay, I but also depends <clears> on <throat> your intention. Like, if you're going to play a three-four-three, three, no, you wouldn't go yes, with him in that exactly. scenario. But if you're playing, if it is your intention to play a three-five-two, have him um, as your first sub, bang on. Like, yeah. I don't think yeah. anyone's looking yeah, at a yeah. four-point-five playing as in to start them because that would agree, be agree. And that's that's what that's what I was saying. I guess. I would rather start with the six, and then if Brewster gets that move and I see that he gets cameos and stuff, he can be my first sub, then I'm going. My concern is with only three or four, you know, you, you can, they will be the first people that drop in price to 4.44 where you start losing value because, they, because people start selling them when they don't play. So I'm, my aim is definitely to start higher and then move down to see who, which one of those 4.5s is the one that is coming on for 10, 15 minutes, or is Brewster going to get the move that we all hope he gets, like, maybe Newcastle or somewhere like that, right? Um, where he can actually be playing. I, I, I heard Villa, I heard Villa were interested. So that would be a great move for him because they only really have Samata. I think Wesley's injured or whatever. I don't know. But, you know, that would be a good move for him. I want him to go somewhere where he really, because it would be good for Liverpool. And I'm not sure about Sheffield United. Uh, they have a lot of strikers and he loves to, to change them around, right? So, but again, like we said, absolutely. You, you're none on. of them can score goals. Yeah, but it's how much you, you expect of him. And our 4.5, I don't expect much. I just want them to be playing so I can have them as my first sub. But yeah, um, apart from that, I mean, listen, the two best strikers in the game at 10.5, oh yeah. man, that is, that is mean because I really want to have one of them so I can switch to the other one. <laughs> That's so, the going strategy. That's what you got to do. I mean, Kane... Nice fixtures to start, oh. and oh god, what a glorious swap! Aguero at ten point five. Okay, yes, I don't care about game week nine ten. Game like, week oh. nine ten. It's just oh. a beautiful switch. Some of them, in fact, it could be a great week for wildcard. You know. Anyway, we'll talk about that next week. But yeah, those two. Listen, I'm either gonna have one of them or have Son with somebody, so I can just drop Son down, bring somebody up. You know, it's it's, it's really. Because I know I cannot resist a Kane or Aguero on form. Uh, the, the issue with Spurs is 
the fact that they have like ridiculous amount of games in two weeks, ridiculous, like every two days they're playing a game. And you know, Mourinho loves to play Kane in every bloody game. In fact, and Dyer now. Dyer played two games in two days in the friendlies, by the way. I don't know why. He's not a forward mass. <laughs> I know, I know. He's not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, talk, talk about like going all over the range here. You're yes, a, if, Aguero, if Kane. Like, uh, by the way, have we talked about Eric Dyer? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying the fact that Mourinho loves to play the same team and I'm hoping when they go and play Polydave or whatever uh, in Belarus they don't now they are being linked to either Wilson or King or somebody so if they bring somebody where they can rest Kane in some of the games he's absolutely 10.5 for Agu- Kane and Aguero jeez it's come on it's a bargain it is a bargain and a ludicrous situation that the most Expensive forwards in the game are at 10.5. That is so accessible. And I believe it is the cheapest that Aguero certainly has ever been. Yes. Yep. Yep. And the best yep. and the best forward for the first five game weeks is actually priced 0.5 cheaper than them. Um, so, um, yeah, get on. Get on well, the Verdi. Get on the <laughs> body, yeah? yeah well, get on Verdi, baby. I was not impressed with Leicester's... Um, don't mind. We don't have to be impressed with Leicester. Verdi also will be banging them in until, yeah, he's, about, until he's 40. Next up, folks, we're going to look at the schedules, looking at the opening schedules. What teams stand out as great options to provide defensive and attacking returns in these first three to five game weeks? Uh, Kylie, come to you first on it. Um, what kind of teams have stood out to you? I mean, the Man U, Man City um, in particular, missing game week one has obviously thrown a bit of a cat among the pigeons. But uh, what ones, and we don't really know when, we don't know when those, that first game will be rescheduled. But um, who's going to stand out to you um, other than those guys as having a particularly tasty opening schedule? Yeah, that I mean, that certainly has thrown the cat amongst the pigeons, as you say. Um, but I like that. I like a bit of chaos in the game. Um, so it's a bit interesting, right, because we have some examples um, that have, uh, you know, come game week three, you know, quite a, a turnaround. So Arsenal, for instance, has a great first two fixtures. Um, and then it all gets a bit murky, right? So they're playing Fulham away and then West Ham at home, which is lovely for people who I think the majority in this instance are, are looking at an Aubameyang in um, for the first two and then a move to the likes of KDB or Sterling after game week three. Um, so Arsenal have two lovely ones and then a bit of a tough run for a few weeks. Um, but you have teams like Tottenham and Leicester who have really nice run of fixtures. Um, and arguably there could be defensive returns uh, for both there. A lot of people are starting to look at, um, you've already mentioned actually how there seems to be quite a bit of hype around uh, Tottenham defence at the moment, but um, Justin from Leicester is is pretty decent value at 4.5 to potentially get some clean sheets in that early run. Um, They've got West Brom, uh, then Burnley, obviously City, not great, um, but then West Ham and uh, Aston Villa in the first five. So I think those, and then there's the obvious attacking options in Kane and Vardy or the likes of Son. Um, so just off the top of my head, those are, are a couple that are standing out, but there's there's certainly plenty more. Yeah, good stuff, Kate. Um, how about yourself, Mersey? Yeah, I um, so I I agree. The, the one thing that I would say about Leicester is my concern is with their defence and their form. So their form, if we look at post lockdown, which is where which is where we're going now, we're still in lockdown. I wasn't really impressed with the one the way they played, and maybe that could have been just the end of the season. They dropped. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Uh, but they they were still keeping clean sheets, were they not? Though I think uh, attacking. I don't I don't re- to be honest, I don't remember them getting many clean sheets. That that's the thing. I, to be honest. But Evans is Evans is suspended. Um, and Morgan is Morgan is injured. You've got Ricardo's injured. So yes, I completely agree with Justin. They just sold Chilwell. They get in a new guy. Um, so I'm just I'm just not sure about. It. Listen, there's there's plenty of 4.5 options, and Justin is absolutely one of them, especially with that lovely run that you said, Bar City. Um, I actually most of them don't have great fixtures. Most of those 4.5 options don't actually have great fixtures. They, they looked, before the fixtures came out, they looked to be a host of brilliant ones. Yeah. And then when you actually look at the early fixtures, it doesn't really favour a lot of them so much. Yeah, it's actually one of the reasons that I decided, so I, I, I had McCarthy, but I never rated him. Whenever I had him, he never did anything for me. It's just because of the Saints fixtures. But I've, 
well, the way I looked at it is I decided which 4.5 defenders I want and then whatever keepers left I'm going to have. That's why I have Ryan in goal because I prefer KWP to McCarthy and I prefer KWP to Brighton, uh, uh, like for example, to Lamptey, who, who I think Actually, is also good. Actually, I believe um, Lamptey's underlying attacking um, uh, statistics are quite considerably better than KWP's. Sure, I just think that their run, Saints' run is better. Um, I, I, I like Lamptey. I like Lamptey. I think um, Saint, Saints' fixtures are better than Brighton's opening fixtures, at, at least. Uh, but, you know, I've got their keep. The thing is, I don't want... It, it's going to be th- that combo. And also, I think, I believe there's... A thing. I don't really believe in... Not, I don't believe in rotation, but I think sometimes you get stuck with this. But if you have Burnley and Wolves, you miss uh, top six of last season. I mean... you so for, for for the rest of the season. If you have, so isn't, you it, have, isn't you have McCarthy and Ryan, isn't it? No, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know about McCarthy and Ryan, maybe, but I thought. But, so if you have Taylor and, and Vinegar, uh, you <laughs> can rotate them, and you will always miss the top six. Okay. So apparently, yeah. So and I, I've I've got so I've, I have Taylor on the bench at the moment because I, I Burnley are Burnley. They will keep clean sheets. Um, mm. So you know, can't get pop. Sorry. Oh no, sorry. They do have a nice little run from three to five. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do, they do. But um, you know, again, it's it's four point five. What do I expect from a four point five? I want it a clean sheet in every other game, maybe. Um, I also like uh, so um, the fixtures of Wolves after so from three onwards are really good. Mm. Um, Wolves are a team actually. I'm looking forward to seeing how they're playing because. They're one of they. They of course had late. They were late enough involved in the Europa League, and they didn't get the rest that Man City and Man United are getting. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how sharp they look and if they look a little bit leggy. They've had a very busy couple of seasons now with um, with Europa League action and um, you know short summers and so on. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they go, and they will definitely miss Darty um, as much as it was Traore a lot of the time teeing up um, Jimenez. Um, he definitely he definitely attracted a lot of defenses' attention. Yeah, but their fixtures are lo- a lovely three onwards. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, and you know, just quickly for on the Saints versus uh, Brighton. One of the reasons I just feel Saints have more goals in them than Brighton. It, it's just my opinion. I just don't see Brighton scoring that many goals. Where I, I see Saints scoring goals, and if KD, KWB can be involved in them, then I want. A, a yeah, no, that. I would I would agree with you on that, and I agree they have better fixtures. It's just that um, uh, I, I think um, KWP is being touted by a lot as quite an attacking option. The numbers suggest he's not actually that attacking. But um, I guess, like, you know, time will tell. Um, yeah, yeah. I like Lamptey. Don't get me wrong. I really like Lamptey. And those things are easy switches. Again, you don't want to waste the uh, transfers on defence, but um, if, you see some, if you see a different... Once we see, like, a nice green... Uh, right. It's just to be honest. The, the problem is I have with these FDRs is I don't believe in them, so I have to do my right. own judgment. Um, so but they're completely yeah. they're false. I mean, it's just your what we all know about them. Um, exactly. Just two more, a couple more to throw in the ring. Um, Chelsea obviously play Liverpool in, in game week two, but we've also seen in their most recent game with with Liverpool that that could be quite high scoring. Um, so from an attacking perspective, I, I wouldn't necessarily be put off um, because Liverpool aren't looking in a rhythm from a defensive perspective at the moment. Um, yep. Other than that, they have a, a nice run in, in the first uh, five fixtures. Uh, so does Sheffield United. They have a good run other than um, Arsenal. I mean, uh, you know, they play at Wolves is tricky, but Wolves aren't usually like high, high scoring. Um, but then they've got Villa, Leeds, Fulham as well. Um, so there's quite a few teams that have a, a decent run. And then conversely, you've got people that are unfortunate like West Ham who have a nice opening fixture. And then like the most hellish looking uh, series of fixtures I think I've seen to start a season. <laughs> and Torrio yeah. looks amazing at 6.5. Um, really good value. Nice option. You know, Obviously, he's most exciting when he's playing up front and Holler is back and, and so on, but still a really nice option for the price. But my God, you know, when you're talking about those cheaper assets, the fixtures really are important um, when they're not kind of your blue chip kind of players. Boy. I'm not, I'm, I'm not majorly feeling, 
I'm not majorly feeling the Antonio love, to be quite honest with you, okay. as a, as a forward. Right. You but uh, but okay. we shall we shall see. I've, he is definitely getting but an awful lot of it. Though. Would you not agree? I kind of yeah, but I kind of just go down to Mitrovic at six or um, or even you know I prefer him to Woods for instance. But like I said, the fixtures aren't that great, and I'm seeing an awful lot of people like with with Antonio think, and even double triple um, West Ham yeah um, to open up. Yeah. I don't get it. The thing the thing the thing we need to remember, and a lot of people forget this, and I think it has a big thing to play. Last season, West Ham had to win games. They had to, or they would get relegated. David Moyes does not usually play that attacking football. So we don't know what's going to happen. Will they play the same? Fantastic if they do. I've heard people say that they play two up front, Hala and Antonio. Brilliant if they do. However, they haven't played a game together in preseason because they've been doing two games at once. They've been splitting the teams. So I want to see how they play. Because for me, yes, I agree, the fixtures are difficult. But Antonio was on hot form. So then there comes the, the debate, form versus fixtures. But the, the other thing that you need to add in is where teams play in for something. So yes, Liverpool have been awful. But you could argue that, well, they've just won the league and been intense for two years, so they took their, their foot off the gas. But then again, in the Challenge Shield, we didn't look very intense or bright. Let's hope in two weeks we can you know, buckle up. It's the same with those teams. You know, For me, West Ham... Um, they had to win those games. Yeah, and, so and Antonio is definitely, I mean, I, as much as I'm saying I'm not keen on him right now, he's definitely a streaky player. He starts scoring, and it, that's yes. now, don't, I haven't yes. seen the stats lined up Fantastic. in front of me, but he does seem like that. He's just that kind of yeah. guy. Like, things like, he's not on pens, yeah? Let's make that clear. It's Noble who's on pens. He only took that pen because he was about to get his 10th goal, and he even came out and said that. So it's just... Certain things that, yes, absolutely, look at the post-lockdown. For sure, this is the data probably is the closest to what we're going to get at the beginning. And because of the short break, the form could still be part of it, absolutely. But just remember who was playing for something and who wasn't, and things could flip. Yeah. Uh, Mersey, let's, um, we've, we're almost out of time on tonight's show, so um, hit us up with a couple of listener questions, if you don't mind. Yes, yes, we have a, a, an important question from the super fan of the show. Uh, his name is Don. Uh, he said, due to the likelihood of positive coronavirus tests, do you consider it more important than usual to spread your budget to have a bench you will be happy to start as opposed to minimum cost playing options, including a playing keeper, uh, to minimize the impact on our team management? That, is, is that Don like at the Marple Curse? Yeah, he's a yeah, great, he's, he's a great, him. great follow on Twitter. I've like, heard. No, yeah, but he has he has FBL in his thing, and he talks NFL. Uh, that does. How is that allowed? Mm. How is that allowed? So, Kylie, what what's your thoughts on that one? Kylie, you're on mute. <laughs> and I just waxed lyrical, and it was really amongst the best opinion I've ever given on anything, and you all missed it. Um, <laughs> So I, I do think I think theoretically it's absolutely a valid point um, to make, uh, Mr. Don. Um, the, the issue is that it's it's really hard to find the funds. I like I'd like to keep a little something in the bank, given that I have effectively got pre-planned transfers, um, and we know how crazy the market can be at the start of the season. So. You know, I want to be able to get in United and City players. Um, and it's not about, you know, value or anything like that. It's about literally not being priced out. And um, so I want to have a little bit of money in the bank. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm also I, – I don't want to have to shortchange my starting 11 so much. I hate having players on the bench because they troll me. They troll me so hardcore that I just stop <laughs> all the way to the end of the season. And it's like... It I, is, I, it, it is without a shadow of a doubt, the most torturous thing is when you see points on your bench. Oh, and generally, I generally, you. I like to have the likes of Den Donk or someone like that. A four and a Even half... 
who will just come on with two or three points if in an emergency player doesn't start. But um, yeah, I but I think this season could be a bit of a weird one in terms of the you know we the, can have cancellations and well no sure. it could be there could be cancellations it could be players just literally drop out all of a sudden test positive or you know suspected and I don't want to be doing a transfer spending a transfer on getting in another goalkeeper or uh, so you know, I have. Yeah, uh, listen, I think it's an absolutely valid point. And we've seen a lot of issues in Scotland, right? However, I have my own... I mean, Chelsea's riddled at the moment as well, right? Absolutely. Right now, right now, and even maybe up to the beginning few weeks, I think we will have some issues. Because players are on uh, hol- coming back from holidays. This is what's happening. All these players are coming back from holidays testing positive. A lot of them have dropped out from the national squad. These stupid national games that are happening would... You know, unnecessarily might even cause more more disruption. However, I think last season and the only I'm going to give them credit for the Premier League is how well the Premier League, the Premier League clubs, and most of the players adhere to the. And I believe once we start and once they they back from holidays, there will be the strict regime of you're playing, you go home, you go home, you play, and that's it. And I think we will go back to the numbers that we had post lockdown where you'll have one out of 1,600 that has a, a positive test. And hopefully it's not the player that you have. This is what I think will happen. I think at the beginning, there will be a lot of disruption because of the, the, the uh, not just the friendlies, it's the, them coming back from holidays, the transfers, the, the internationals. But I think it will settle. I think the Premier League had a really good hold of it. And I think the clubs are very, very strict. And, you know, if one player steps out of line, they ba- basically they banished. I, I think and I hope we will not get that much dis, dis, the, uh, disruption, but I think it's an absolutely valid point. Thanks, thanks amigos, for answering my question. <laughs> cool. Right, let's uh, get some actual uh, listener, listener questions. Uh, so shout out to our uh, amigo FBL uh, Canadian, Dylan, FBL underscore Canadian. He, he, he basically said that we're one of his uh, two to go to pods, so we really appreciate that. Um, basically, he asked, um, one of the three, uh, Saint, uh, you know, Maxmin, Armstrong, or Suchek. And I don't know if that's a fourth or a fifth mid, but if you had to choose one of those three, Don, who would you go for? I'd probably go with Saint Maximum. Um, I, I know he scored, I think, and he was playing up top for Newcastle. We did mention well, earlier on whether or not uh, Brewster might get a move there, kind of an ideal landing spot. But um, 5.5 midfielder, he's definitely explosive. He seems to be more reliable. Um, he kind of always reminds me of Torore in terms of being really explosive. And um, But he seems a lot more kind of injury, not injury prone, if that's an expression. I don't know why English is such mm. a difficult language for me. But um, but yeah, th- he'd probably be the one of the three. But I have to say, I, I want to see a little bit more of Suchek. He's an awful lot of talk about him. Um, I haven't seen that much of him, so I might be downplaying him a little bit. Interesting you say that yeah. because... I saw Maximilian actually as a, not injury prone, but he had a few injuries and he was out for a while to rest his knee. Let's see. I don't know if he's, if he's completely recovered, but I, 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 I agree with you on the explosiveness. Um, but it is also, yeah, Newcastle, not so many goals. I don't know. With that fans, they suffer a lot, I think. So I don't know. Want to watch. Carly, what do you think? I still, I still like uh, Sin Maximum myself because um, I think he could be an exciting player to own. But I, I definitely think, look, he's 5.5. So it, it's not like it's huge expenditure here. And, and there's not a lot of amazing options at that price. Um, no. So I think he's a worthwhile punt as long as you're managing expectations because, at, you know, as you were sort of alluding to there, Newcastle don't score a lot of goals. And the goals that they do score are really, really spread across that team, including mm-hmm. So will that change? They are also – there's word about um, Fraser going there, Wilson yeah. going there, Richie getting a move away, all sorts of things. So yeah. there's a lot to, to happen there, but I, I think he could be exciting. Plus, he's got Twitter game. Got to love that. Absolutely. Chat, yeah. um, he's interesting. Historically, in um, other leagues, has scored a lot of goals. He's like a giant, very tall man. Uh, right. So set pieces could be interesting. He has scored a couple of times in pre-season and he did fairly well um, in, you know, post-lockdown. I think, again, five million. Good game week one enabler. Um, if you're, like, benching a Greenwood or something, 
because you could play him against Newcastle. And he's also the kind of player that maybe actually scores a goal in tougher fixtures because it's mm. sentences. But are you really exactly. going to play him then? It's, he, he's a bit tricky. He could be a heartbreaker on the bench um, because you're probably not going to play him during that horrific run. Armstrong, I kind of before a few weeks ago would have said I, I liked him as an option and I did when the, when the game first opened just with his price but um I'm a little bit concerned about minutes there um you know because there are a few options that they have so it, he's he's not necessarily sort of a guaranteed one there um mm-hmm. and there's also at 5.5 uh Saka is is similar yeah. price so he's another <sighs> Yeah, it's interesting. Actually, Suchek at the moment is my fourth mid <coughs> with with the uh, heavy, yeah, with the heavy hitters. So if I go three four three or uh, unless I go four three, yeah, he's 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 the fourth. Um, I I don't mind him. I'll put I'll put him there I, and I'll play him in the tough games because like I just I yeah for five look with with the other enablers. Um, at the he's beginning, good for anyway. Five. I think he's a decent five million. Absolutely, I, yeah. I, I don't want him to be my okay. first, and maybe he, what he could do is swap with my fourth defender. So either three four three or four three three. Um, you know, but that's I think that's just at the beginning because once once City United click, we're all going to be jumping onto their players, and then things will things will change. But uh, yeah, uh, at the beginning, I think I'm happy with with, with Sushik to start with until I see some. Where else I want to go? What what I'm concerned from what I see is when I see, and it could it could work, it might work, it might not work. Um, I'm concerned when I see it is when you have two fives or two five and a halves mids, and I'm like, okay, but if these two don't perform, where are you going? Because you at go? five and a half, how are you going to get to the to the big hitters? That's my concern. But you know, everybody's got their game. Fair play if you've got the plan, stick with it. You can easily downgrade defenders, I guess, and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, not not for me though. Um, one, I have a the, uh, the five and the four point five that will just sit nicely on the bench and do nothing. Um, but that's just my my style. Uh, right. Um, so I hope we helped you there, uh, Dylan. And um, yeah, uh, those three are, are are good. Just go with your. I would say go with your gut. And you know, with these at those prices. If you're sticking with your premiums, then they're easy to switch around. It's just sometimes people like to stick with the, not the crap, the lower prices and switch the premiums. It just depends on your style. Uh, FBL Dave, our mate Dave, has got, uh, he's really into stats, by the way. He decided that he's going to be a stat man this, this season. Um, so we have to be really careful. Uh, three questions from Dave. So I'm going to go one by one. Everyone's back in Werner in his first game. Uh, for a disease-riddled team before he plays Liverpool. Is Vardy being overlooked? Had some great stats after lockdown, so a little unlucky. Uh, and look at first two fixtures. Don, I know you love Vardy at the moment. He is, yeah. I, Werner, I always like to kind of wait and see with new signings. And Werner, I had him in my initial first one, uh, week one, or first draft. But um, yeah, Vardy is probably in my week one lineup. Um, because I think just for that extra little bit, he's guaranteed like Vardy will always score goals. And personally, I kind of I just prefer I prefer to have him in, and then I can always downgrade to Werner afterwards. You have a little bit more of a dilemma if you have a cheaper forward, say Jimenez or someone like that, and you have to then find a little bit extra to get in Werner. But um, yeah, that's my take on him. Yeah, I'm debating between Werner and Martial at the moment probably start with Martial just for, for what you said I want to see how Chelsea do with so many new players first um, similar price uh, I, I, I did look at Vardy it's just I, I was not re- the way with again again looking at post lockdown but also how teams played against them is where the defence sat back so much I don't think Vardy had that many chances and I don't re- recall him doing all this to doing that well but it was a while back, and I need to look again. But absolute Vardy's Vardy, and he was top scorer, right? So you can't really, um, yeah. So Kylie, uh, I'll come to you with the next one. Uh, start with Bruno or Martial on the bench, or Son or Vardy when Ings, as they are the most likely players you pick instead. So are you starting with the United? We, we're going to talk United and City and strategy next week. But will you start with somebody on the bench, or are you starting with someone to move down? Um, I'm, at the moment, my, my strategy is starting with someone else and uh, moving down. And to be honest, at the moment, I'm not really looking at Bruno. 
Um, uh, Marshall is a definite. Um, I, I really rate Marshall as as an option. Um, oh, kindly. This didn't this didn't work for us last season when we thought the same. Well, do you know now. what? You, you know what? I had him post lockdown, and uh, he's staying in my team. So too bad, Mars. <laughs> you choose someone else. He worked for me. Um, yeah. So I I think at nine million, uh, even with the forward classification, he he looks a great shout. Um, I think he's more viable to ha- start and bench than um, someone like Bruno is with the one point five extra. But I also think if you've got an Ings. Um, or you've got any of the plethora of kind of circa nine, uh, slightly up or slightly below uh, million options, then, you know, you absolutely can start with that person. It's an easy swap the following week. I really want to get my points in each week. So for me, it's very much a case of having two strong um, forwards, uh, either of whom I can change to Martial for game week two. That's my plan i think you know greenwood if i wasn't concerned about the sancho situation is eminently benchable because of his price you can certainly have um have him and bench him and play a suit check um i just think bruno at 10.5 would really don't want to have 10.5 million player on my bench in game week one okay and the last one uh, from Dave is uh, look at Justin's sports lockdown stats and declare him criminally overlooked. I think we talked about Justin. We talked about Leicester. So, um, yeah, Dave is uh, very keen on Justin. All right. Uh, FBL Connect. Uh, Sai, congrats on the new site for many leagues. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check uh, Sai, uh, FBL Connect's Twitter. In your opinion, how long do you leave it before you jump off a premium asset when they are not returning? The balance between staying patient and being proactive is very fine and a difficult balance to strike. I can't seem to strike that balance with Raheem recently. Something that I have been, I want to be better at. Um, Kylie, what, what do you think? It's really hard. I'd argue that I'm probably a bit impatient with um, premium assets. Um, the exception being maybe if we're counting Vardy last year, as a semi-premium, I, I held him a lot longer than I should have. Um, I think a lot of us are in this same boat where, where we're kind of eyeing up this season as an opportunity, given the pricing structure, um, to be able to jump from one premium to another, perhaps when we eyeball a specifically appealing set of fixtures um, that we can target, namely for captaincy. Um Doing this with Raheem is is certainly something that I I want to do myself. I think if you do it that way and you say, okay, I'm bringing this person in for this, you know, these four fixtures, and you look at him and you've identified four fixtures that are the kind of fixtures that he would typically perform well in, then I think you have to trust your the decision making process there. You've brought him in for a reason. Give him those four games unless something diabolical happens and then you have to change your mind. Um, but if you look at it in those kind of blocks like that, that might ma- maybe make it more manageable. And then you ch- consciously choose to go to someone else unless he's performing so brilliantly that the form justifies holding on. But I think um, maybe we have to remove emotion from it a little bit if we can, because it's very easy to get frustrated um, with players like that. But we also yeah. have to be aware of the opportunity because there are people who have done really well. Um, Leigh Riser is, is a good example here of um, chasing upside in these situations um, by targeting specific blocks of fixtures for certain players um, and just trusting in the reason that they brought them in for those two fixtures, even if they get benched in one, not selling them straight away, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Tom Moriarty, at one Tom Moriarty. Um, quick five questions, Don. How will the new signing Van de Beek limit game time for Greenwood and Bruno? Do you think it will limit the time? I honestly don't have a clue. No, no. He, he, when he signed, I was there going... 
don't know him at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and 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 I know that Man United fans seem excited about him, and that is obviously the question with every signing that Man United make: with how much will it yeah. impact Greenwood, how much will it impact, um, you know, the, whether it's Bruno's for um, responsibilities, um, or anything like that. But I I honestly yeah. can't give you any value at all on him. Exactly. No, I agree. I think look, um, uh, I think actually it could be better for them because they were looking really tired. Uh, last season, and that you could see that because that he was playing the same team. So what 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 you might happen what might happen is he might get 15 minutes, so you might get early subs, etc. Um, right? Is Bruno essential? Nobody's essential in the game. Or will Greenwood offer acceptable cover at three million saving? I think we just we touched a lot on that. Yeah, especially if Sancho doesn't sign. Uh, and then he asks, what are you guys doing, Re Martial, Bruno, Rash, Greenwood? I, I explained to him that we and our second part is next week where we will talk about strategy and how we're going to attack. Game week one and game game week two, so we won't touch on that right now. Um, and I think that's it. Um, Hindu Monkey, our friend Hindu Monkey, sent a question, uh, but we'll um, touch on it. He, he wanted week. he wanted to ask about whether or not Robertson, uh, with Robertson costing seven mil, he's going to outscore yeah. any any seven mil um, midfielder. One thing I would say about that is the. I 100% agree with that, but I think that I'm not actually looking at anyone at 7 mil or even 6.5 mil. If I'm going midfielders, they're pretty much all the cheaper ones or else the more expensive. I don't really, I don't even think there's much value in that 7 mil kind of bracket for me. Um, we'll see if something emerges, but not for now. Yeah, yeah. Um, is that it, Mersey? That's it, Don, over to you. Excellent, thank you. Um, so one thing I actually wanted to give our listeners a quick shout out to our Three Amigos Classic League. So um, the code for that one is a very handy NJ7WWW. So um, a nice handy one we've been given by by uh, official FBL. Thank you to them for that. Um, next week, we're going to be back with explaining some more strategies. So explained and debated, we're going to talk form versus fixtures, transfer value, big at the back, big up top, um, going no pro- no premium forward, and maybe even goalkeeper strategy. And we're also, as Marzi said, going to give our advice on how to navigate that blank game week one and any advice we'd have for new managers approaching the uh this season um folks that's all we've got time for on tonight's show um thanks a million for listening we have been mars you can find at mars 05 kylie you can find at kylie fbl and make sure you're following our group account at three amigos fbl i'm the marple curse and until next week it's adios amigos